Welcome to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist, a podcast dedicated to empowering you to take control of your life, learning valuable strategies for healing and looking at mental health through a trauma-informed lens. Get ready to feel empowered and confident in managing your symptoms. And now, here is your host, licensed clinical social worker, EMDR therapist, and certified clinical trauma professional, Jamie Vollmuller. Today, I just wanted to kind of introduce myself and let you guys know why I started Suffolk Family Therapy, a little bit about what we're about and what the show is going to be about. So as I said, I'm a trauma therapist. I was a trauma kid growing up. I've been in therapy most of my life from talk therapy, play therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, and it made me very, very interested because of how therapy helped me in becoming a therapist. And as as the years went on and I went to school, I found specialized therapies such as eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing that really helps with trauma work in a much faster time period. Uh, so instead of years and years of therapy, you know, people can be healed within months of, of therapy. And that was really important to me because the the less time you're struggling, the, the more you can really start to begin the life that you want to live. So at, at Suffolk Family Therapy, Nearly all of our clinicians specialize in eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing, EMDR, and we're really passionate about it. Today, I have one of my clinical supervisors, Christy Casper. She's also a licensed clinical social worker on. Christy, I wanted you to just kind of say hi, introduce yourself, and kind of tell our audience what what is different about the work that we do for you. So... Yes, I became a social worker, a clinician, because I just have a passion to help people. During the lockdown, I realized I am also a trauma kid. (laughs) I think COVID and the lockdown messed a lot of people up, and a lot of people realized some things in the past that may have been subtle Mm -hmm. and not really traumatizing outright, but had an impact on how you are today. And the relationships you build and the work that you do and all that stuff, parenting. How, how you think, how you feel. Like, Everything, how yeah. you respond, how you feel about yourself. Yeah. I'm a bad person. I don't deserve this or I don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. So EMDR, although I haven't participated as a client in EMDR during the training, we did a bunch and, you know, practiced on each other. And I actually, the little bit that I did, I got a lot out of it. Yeah. <laughs> You explained it really well the other day using cognitive behavior therapy as like a jumping point. Mm -hmm. So reframing those thoughts as like, for example, I'm a bad person to no, I'm a good person. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. However, if those thoughts still come up and you logically know that you're a good person and you're lovable and deserve those things, those bodily, those body sensations are still there and they still make you feel uncomfortable and anxious, even if you don't really realize it. So I've seen a lot of success so far in just the year that I've been doing it full time. And it excites me. (laughs) It really does. (laughs) Me too. I think what's that, that body, that body work that EMDR really focuses on in, in connecting how you feel in your body. So like if something makes you feel anxious, just for our listeners, I'll give a a personal example. So if I'm having a 
conflict with a coworker, right? And I, I, my core beliefs or the things that I tend to think automatically uh, would be like, I'm not good enough or I, I am bad boss or something of that nature. So no matter what the situation, the first thought that always pops up in my head is I'm not good enough. And even though I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. there's no evidence to really support that in my body, my chest gets tight, throat closes up. Like it's, it's a very physical feeling of anxiety. And I personally have done a lot of EMDR work. I'm super passionate about it. And that is the only therapy that has helped me to not that those thoughts don't come up, but when they come up, what what happens is that the bodily sensations aren't there. So then when I say to myself, like, oh, this isn't true for all these reasons, and I know this, it's easier to just let it go and not in the field of mental health that we'd call that is ruminate, right? So like mm-hmm. repeatedly, like a hamster on a wheel, just replaying the same thoughts in your head over and over again until mm-hmm. you go crazy. And that's what I love about EMDR. Mm-hmm. What are some differences that you have seen in your clients versus like traditional therapy? Faster resolution, honestly, that's, you know, even with weekly EMDR sessions, I have a client who had three collective, four collective hours of EMDR. And I've been seeing her for probably close to a year now. Mm -hmm. We just started processing an extremely traumatic thing that happened to her just a few years ago. And she got through it in four hours. Sure, it was over several weeks because in between we couldn't, you know, cancellations or if, you yeah. know, uh, she couldn't get into the office or something. But literally just she's And, and how long would that have taken if it was talk therapy, like traditional? Oh, just, uh, like, well, it depends on the client and how... So how many... You said she's been in a year yeah, of talk therapy, Yes. Right? <laughs> and, we were, and a lot of that was putting out fires, you know, and working through communication and stuff like that with relationships or coworkers and stuff like that. Yeah. Another really big benefit that that my clients say a lot is in talk therapy, you have to talk through all of these situations that you're embarrassed about or ashamed about or are really difficult for you to talk about. And the nice thing about EMDR, especially for me as a trauma kid, is I don't need to tell my therapist any details. Like literally you could be like what we call it as a snapshot, like Christmas 94. That's what we're working on mm-hmm. today. You don't need to say anything like anything mm-hmm. about it. Your brain kind of just gives you the the memory that you need and the thoughts that you need and the bodily sensations mm-hmm. that you need to, to process out. That's what I love about it. Yeah, because you don't need to get into the Mm -hmm. nitty gritty because for a lot of people, that's hard. It's really hard Mm -hmm. to talk about hard things, Mm -hmm. right? It's really hard to talk about things that are dysregulating. Mm -hmm. Some people just tell me how their body is changing. Oh, I feel lighter or it's moving up to my throat or down to my stomach, you know? It's really Uh, cool. It is, (laughs) uh, especially with clients that that have sexual abuse histories Mm -hmm. or physical abuse histories or... Even neglect, emotional. Yeah. yeah. Or even, you know, the death of a loved one. Like some people mm-hmm. get like so overly emotional, they just start crying and they can't even talk, you right. know, when you're that upset. So that's one of the beautiful things about EMDR for me is that you don't need to verbalize what's going on mm-hmm. to come to a resolution, which makes it a lot easier for people to work through their issues mm-hmm. without that feeling of embarrassment exactly. or shame or guilt. And that's that's truly a, a beautiful part of the process for me. So I just wanted to point out the research, although not a lot, the research that's been done on specifically EMDR intensives. So mm. EMDR you could do in, I mean, you can 
collectively get it done in hour-long sessions or 45 minutes. Yeah, like weekly therapy once a week for an hour. Mm -hmm. So with EMDR intensives, you could have three to six hours, let's say. Mm -hmm. In a day. In a day, right? Mm -hmm. You'd have to reschedule your day and everything, but it's worth it because – if that person that I told you about who was extremely successful, uh-huh. if she just spent four hours with me, who knows? We're not psychic, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, right. So it would have been resolved in one day. I just want to go a little bit more into what exactly EMDR is. So if you think about like when we sleep, right? Everyone's heard of REM sleep is when we're dreaming and your eyes go back and forth in REM sleep. And it's theorized that this helps the brain to make connections and heal itself. So EMDR uses eye movements. So it could be a light bar that you follow a light left to right, or it could be a clinician putting their fingers like in front of your face and you follow them from left to right. Uh, So it's mimicking this REM sleep while keeping you in your body in the present, which really allows you to rid your body of the feelings and sensations that are associated with the memories that you're processing while your eyes are moving back and forth. Now, for some people, these memories come up as almost like it's really almost like a dream. So it could be a like a flashback or a replay of something that's happened to you from start to finish, if it's a really vivid memory. Or for other people, it could be more kind of like a dream, like they'll get flashes of I had a client once who said, trying to reach my mother, but she keeps building a brick wall. And then I was trying to take down the brick wall and the brick wall kept going. So it's, it's, you know, in dreams, we kind of have to interpret them. So EMDR in some sense is like that, but your brain will just keep moving to the next piece of information to, to help it heal. What's really beautiful is it goes from these upsetting or distressing memories that you have or thoughts that you have or feelings that you have in your body And you'll see as the session goes on that the brain then makes connections to other parts of the brain, which has been shown through MRIs and CAT scans that other parts of the brain that previously weren't lit up are now lit up and connected that are storing what we call adaptive memories or positive memories that counteract the the beliefs from the negative memory that you had. So I don't know if anyone's ever seen the movie Inside Out, but I love Inside Out to explain EMDR. So in Inside Out, it's a Pixar movie. There's all these little emotions. There's this little girl, Riley. She moves and these um, emotions are all in this like central hub that is her brain. And then there's these tracks to what they call in the movie core memories, right? And all these core memories are nice and shiny and yellow in the beginning. And then Riley moves and she has a hard time making friends and she misses all her friends back home and she's not getting along with her parents. And some of those core memories turn red and she has new core memories that are these trauma memories and the bridge to the brain where all the emotions are break. And that's truly what happens when we have trauma, that visual of like an isolated island. It's really what it is. So when something happens that makes you feel not good enough, you don't have access to that logical part of your brain that knows I'm a worthy human. I'm a good mother. I'm a good dad. I do my best. And most of the time I get things right. Our brain automatically goes to these really negative, dark places of like, oh, I'm a failure. I'm a loser. I'm, I'm this because it's that trauma memory is being pinged 
and your brain doesn't have access to all that other useful information that you have that really helps you understand that those thoughts aren't aren't facts, right? Chris, you want to elaborate for me? I'm sorry, I chatted so. (laughs) I love that that analogy and using that Pixar movie and stuff like that because at the end, those happy core memories, like the little the orbs, you know, at the end, they turn blue, which is sadness. However, I that's nostalgic. That's nostalgia. You know, that feeling of missing and wanting, but knowing that's still a happy memory. Even though I don't experience that anymore, it's there and I lived it and it made me who I am today kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I and I think what what is really beautiful about it is that all feelings and, and we get in a habit just in life, uh, even as health professionals of saying like good feelings and bad feelings. And what's really important, and if you take nothing else away from the show but this, is that feelings are just that feelings and they're signals to us to let us know that something's going on. So if you have anxiety, it's not a bad thing. You can't live a life without anxiety. Anxiety protects you. Mm -hmm. If you feel sad or you feel guilty or you feel any sort of emotion that's not necessarily pleasant in the moment, it's signaling to you that something needs to change so that you can feel more of those emotions that you want, like mm-hmm. happiness and joy, and can open up with with your partner, with your yeah. um, be a better parent, more patient. You know, yeah. There's nothing that that's what I love about being a therapist because I think almost ev- everyone on our team, for sure, has that belief that like no one is beyond saving. I don't care if you're. 20. I don't care if you're 60. I don't care if you're 40. I don't care if you've been having the same thoughts and the same struggles your whole life. Everyone has the capacity to change. Everyone has the capacity to feel better about themselves, to set better boundaries, to change their behavior and and effectively change their life. Mm -hmm. And that's not just a cliche. Like there are people that, you know, literally have full blown career changes. I've I've gone to women in social work school in their fifties that have done career changes right. because they were like that career wasn't serving me and I want to change my life and do something that I'm passionate about. So it's never too late to really fix how you feel about yourself, fix your relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. You respond to the world basically. Yeah, because a lot of it is you know especially if we're if we're going back to like trauma and trauma is like it could be anything right like if we go back to inside out like Riley moved. When most people consider that a trauma, no, but it was it was traumatic for an eight-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of eight-year-old kids, that is traumatic, yeah. right? It's like your whole world is crashing down. And and when other little things happen, it, it attaches to that little negative memory and it just snowballs. And it and I think that's why so many people get caught up in these really pessimistic mindsets of like, it's hopeless, nothing can help. You know, this just keeps happening over and over. Mm-hmm. Murphy's Law. That, It'll never get better. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because based on what our brain presents to us right now, it can feel like no matter what I do, no matter what I try, it's not going to get better. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I am really excited to have a show like this to help people understand that that is, that is just not true. That is your brain lying to you. Mm-hmm. And you can change your life at any time. <laughs> You are the only person in control of your destiny. And I'm not saying that everyone has an equal playing field because believe me, I understand the playing field is not always equal. But everyone has control over their own choices and and what they choose to control in their life and how they choose to 
handle other people or handle situations. And we could even, we could either respond to things by getting upset and being like, this isn't fair. This isn't good for me. Or, and being stuck. Yeah. And like getting caught up in the like mm-hmm. fairness or the rightness or the, the, the bad feelings that you have. Or you could reframe how you look at it, right? Yeah, EMDR does that for you. It yeah. shows you a new perspective. It unsticks you where you are so you can move on and let go. Well, the beautiful thing about it too, Chris, is that it's 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 your brain healing itself. So it's a very different feeling when your brain presents to you when you feel like I'm not good enough. So for me, when I went for fertility treatments, I did EMDR on my infertility and my brain went from all of the ways that I felt like I was a failure as a mother because I couldn't carry a child to then flash forwards of me successfully giving birth to my son, breastfeeding, taking care of him, all of those positive things. And, and it's your brain healing yourself. Thank you for listening to us today. Please come back next week. This is Good Enough with Jamie Vollmuller from Suffolk Family Therapy. I want you to know that you are good enough. Thank you for listening to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist. We appreciate you listening. While our host may provide some personal and professional advice, we want to remind you that this show is for entertainment purposes only. Each individual situation is unique and good enough is not a substitute for mental health treatment. If you need a therapist and are located in New York or Missouri, feel free to reach out to us at liendr.com or brave-mo.com.